WD Plant City. Thanks for listening to Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN on this Sunday afternoon. My name is Bill Carl, and we are so thankful to have in the studio with us Tim Campbell. He's the lead pastor and elder at Grace Church of Lakeland, located at 2320 Sleepy Hill Road, which is just to the east of Kathleen. If you're from the area, you can find them online at hisgrace.com. That's hisgrace.com. And Pastor, we're so thankful that you could be with us today and uh, get to know the church a little bit more. Uh, Before we went on the air, we were talking just a little bit about uh, our histories and some of the commonalities that we've shared and some of the things that we both recognize uh, from uh, years uh, in and around ministry. But for those who are just joining us, why not share a little bit about who you are, where you come from? Thanks, Bill. I appreciate the opportunity and glad glad to be here. My wife, Sherry, and I, we've been at the uh, Grace Church of Lakeland since November, and uh, we moved here from the St. Louis area. We were there for eight years where we pastored and served a great church there, and uh, the Lord opened an opportunity to come to Lakeland, Florida in the middle of winter, which uh, we (laughs) had to do. great opportunity. Yeah, so we had to really pray, but no, it was great church family here, and we're just really thankful to be in uh, Lakeland and serving the wonderful people at Grace Church. That's Um, awesome. Now, you are somebody who has grown up around ministry. I often talk with pastors, and some were raised in the church, some were not. Some uh, were raised in the church, took off for a while, and God called them back in. What's your story? Well, I I suppose it goes back to when I was about 12 years of age, and uh, my parents, I was living in Texas. My parents went through a divorce, and I went to live with an uncle and aunt who pastored in Virginia Beach and uh, during that early teenage years mm-hmm. and was thankful to grow up uh, in their household and uh, and grew up in a life of church and ministry that was a life of integrity and not hypocrisy. So my exposure to a pastor and a family and church was something that was very positive, and I saw that modeled uh, day in and day out. So my, even though I kind of went through my teenage uh, angst and mm-hmm. search, I grew up seeing that uh, a calling was sincere and that uh, the gospel was real and uh, it can be life transforming and saw them live it out. And so my, my image of pastoral ministry was very positive in growing up. And so when I reached about 18, I sensed God's calling on my life and began to pursue that. Mm. Do you remember... Do you remember that moment or that, that maybe even that particular time when that first became apparent to you? Well, I remember a little more of the period. I was living in Dallas, and as Bunyan says in uh, in Pilgrim's Progress, I was in the far country. Uh, and I remember that sense of God just making my journey into sin more and more dissatisfying and unattractive and finding myself, uh, even though I grew up, kind of as a PK, and in that, I remember that period of time, I deliberately, and I remember deliberately and consciously not having a Bible. I mm. just kind of wanted to separate, and so little by little, God began to kind of dry up my wells, so to speak, and uh, began to reorient my mind and wow. drawing myself back uh, to himself, and uh, so it was really kind of a process, and when I realized what was happening, it was more of like, you know, maybe God, you know, wants something, me to do something with my life and he's not going to let me off the hook. And I think my happiness and joy is really just going to be in submitting to his call in my life. And so it was really kind of that 
process over a month that God did that and made my way back to Virginia Beach and began to earnestly pursue that through education and training. Tim Campbell is the lead pastor at Grace Church in Lakeland, and you can find them online at hisgrace.com. I'm Bill Carl. You're listening to Faith Talk 570 and 910. Pastor, when you were talking about that just now, uh, a a question just kind of popped into my mind. Do you find now as a minister down the line so many years kind of removed from that experience, has that given you a sense of patience with people that you encounter uh, who are far from God? Uh, does it give you a sense of patience or an ability to say to moms or dads or, or, or wives or husbands to be able to say, hey, listen, this, this thing is far from over? Absolutely. I mean, because as I look at my own journey, of course, looking back, I'm 53 now. That was back when I was 18 and a half, 19. And so certainly see how in that period of time, if somebody looked at my life, uh, say somewhere between 16 and that period, they would say, oh, my goodness, that's the last thing that kid's ever going to be. In mm-hmm. fact, it was kind of fun going back to the Christian school where I attended and uh, teachers and people that I used to uh, torment in school and them being saying, you're doing what now with your life? But, I, again, just a testimony of God's faithfulness and his grace and watching over. So, absolutely, I, I just would encourage people to parents and even in my own children's lives to let God work in their lives because you never want anyone, whether I guess I'm thinking more of kids and our children, to respond and do something to please dad or mom or a pastor, but to let God draw them in his own way. Just as in my own life, looking at it from afar, you would think, well, he's really kind of just gone completely another direction. But in the midst of that, God began to, I believe, part of uh, his faithful calling uh, in our lives, God's faithful to draw us to himself and uh, use those circumstances that began to work in me in the midst of a dark, dark period. I think it's so neat that all these years later, God has called you to Grace Church. Absolutely. Uh, And now let's get to know the church a little bit better. Tell us about Grace Church and uh, maybe prior to you and and your wife uh, coming to be there, and uh, and then we'll move into to what's going on now. Well, Grace Church is a church uh, that's been established about 20 years uh, in the uh, North Lakeland area. And uh, it started as a church plant, a uh, fresh church that uh, uh, Dr. Steve Smith, uh, who was uh, who is also the director of Converge Southeast. We're a part of a network of churches called Converge Worldwide, and they uh, have they're more of a missional church planting uh, Mm -hmm. type of ministry. And so he and his family with some other folks came there and uh, planted the church. And over a period of time, it's had some great pastors and great leaders. And uh, it's bought property there on Sleepy Hill Road that's uh, all paid for through the generosity and faithfulness of the church. And it's a great church family, and they've welcomed us with open arms. As I said, we came from the St. Louis area where we were for about eight years, and it just seemed to be a great connection with our gifts and where the church was at, and it just, uh, its we've been there now six months. Yeah, so coming up six months on, what are you seeing as some of the, the strengths at the church that you're happy with and you'd like to develop even more? What are some things that if, uh, you know, you and I are in an elevator and you say, oh, I'm a pastor, and I'll oh, tell you my, tell me about your church, what are those things that you would say, hey, man, let me tell you about my church? Sure. 
Well, a lot of those things, uh, I have to admit, that I can't take any credit for because it truly is evidence of the the work of the Spirit uh, working in the lives of the people. The one thing that, following up with guests and visitors that, that come to the church, one of the things that I consistently hear without exception, even if it's somebody that doesn't come back, they always will say, that church is one of the friendliest group of people that I have encountered. And obviously that has nothing to do with me. That's just the generous spirit of uh, Grace Church and the people that are there. And so I would say if you want a church that you, you will find friendly people that generally, genuinely have an interest in your life uh, and people who know what brokenness means, we are, as many churches, but we maybe admit it more than others, uh, we are a collection of broken people. Every one of us have a story, even myself. We all have a story of imperfections and the necessity of grace that has made us who we are. And I think as a church, that transparency and emphasis to allowing the transformational power of the gospel uh, affect your life, uh, this is a healthy environment. I like using the word healthy rather than, well, it's 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 this size or that size right. because healthy things grow, and I mm-hmm. believe that we have a healthy environment, healthy people. But Grace Church is a place that you'll feel immediately a part of the church family, whether you've been there one time or ten times. It's not a we don't have a lot of hoops you got to jump through to get connected. And um, but I think the collection of people that God has brought together. They all have a story of the power of the gospel that has changed their life and is changing their life. And uh, so I'd say that's probably what stands out the most as far as trying to describe who we are and what we're about. Grace Church is located in Lakeland at 2320 Sleepy Hill Road, just to the east of uh, Kathleen. And uh, you can reach them online at hisgrace.com. The telephone number is 863 853 9279. That's 863-853-9279. And uh, Pastor Tim Campbell is with us today. Uh, Pastor Tim, what time are Sunday morning services, Sunday school, if uh, if you want to come out one Sunday, work at, how can I, what time will our listeners uh, meet with you? Sure. Uh, we have uh, what we call kind of a fellowship time about 930. And that's just a time where we have some refreshments and coffee and people come early uh, just to just to hang out. Greet, hang yeah. out, talk. Our worship service begins at 10 o'clock. We usually conclude between 1130, uh, quarter of 12, and uh, we emphasize a strong emphasis on our worship and expository uh, teaching and preaching that I do. I'm currently uh, in the book of James, began that uh, in February, and we're just kind of walking Boy, There's a lot that. of meat in that book. It is, and I'm calling it Gospel on the Ground because it really – is practical next week, uh, which I'm not sure when this will air, but but we're getting into the words that we say and the actions and our attention to the needy and the poor. And I mean, so if you want to see how the Gospels lived out, James is a wise counselor to help us do that. And is is expository preaching pretty much the order of the day? Is that what you choose to embrace mostly? I do that, uh, one, out of conviction and, and also experience. When I was finding myself at a time of of really uh, kind of identifying with God's call in my life, I began to identify with teachers on radio mm-hmm. that I listen to. That's the reason I, I have a big love for Christian radio that, that promotes Bible teaching because of how it was used in my own life. People like Charles Swindoll, John MacArthur, and, uh, of course, Alistair Begg came later, but just on and on, different ones. 
but primarily in the morning, morning drive, there was John MacArthur and Chuck Swindoll, and as I began to listen to them, I was listening to people that were teaching through books of the Bible, and that just revolutionized, even though I was raised in a Christian home, went to a Christian school, but just being able to open the book of Romans or the book of John and walk through it and then go back and say, I know what that means. I understand that. That just began to revolutionize. So in a very simplistic way, I just pray, God, I, I want to do that. Now, I am certainly do not put myself in any of their caliber, but that's been the way that God has grown me, and I believe that that's the most effective way over time that God will grow a church by getting people exposed to the Word of God. And, of course, within that, there's a lot of variety and creativity that you can do that. But I just believe that that's, you know, no gimmicks. It's just let the Word of God do its job. Let God counsel us every Sunday from the Word. And I believe over time that's shown with healthy people. And it, even though they may not think they're into it, I think it does increase a hunger uh, for the Word of God. Well, I think, too, that you know, as you teach expositorily, all the topics Absolutely. that a pastor wants to preach on is topical messages. Yeah. Uh, those all come into bear. Yeah, and you never have to worry what you're going to preach next Sunday. <laughs> you, you know, there's no Saturday night specials. I know what's coming up next because the word, it's just there. And I think when you do that over time, uh, I believe it's in my, my conviction is that that really builds a healthy, balanced church. And that's what I believe is my goal. So as we talk more about Grace Church in Lakeland today, our Church of the Week here at Faith Talk 570 and 910, what are some of the other opportunities that are available for people to take what they're hearing on Sunday morning and translate that into action and and relational uh, impact within the church and in the community? Yeah. One of the ministries that God has birthed out of Grace Church, apart from me, this was going when I came there, is we have what we call Provider's Pantry. Once We have a building that the men of the church built uh, as a part of the church, behind the church, and we have a food pantry there. And so we have a very strong uh, food outreach the first Friday of every month uh, from one, at 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock. We give away uh, you know anywhere from 70 to 100 boxes of food that people in the community come and they can take. There's no charge with that. We do that as a ministry. Uh, we've had in our history, we've had outreaches throughout different parts of the Lakeland area. We've, uh, I've heard more and more in the past several years, we used to have a large rummage sale and I already suggest to folks that we got to get that on the calendar, not because we just need to sell stuff, <laughs> but because I've heard so many people when I hear their story, how did you come to Grace Church? I keep hearing saying, well, we came by that rummage sale you had on a Saturday. Mm. So being the, uh, uh, pastor, uh, church, uh, you know, grower mentality. I'm saying, hey, we need to look at having that rummage sale again because people. It's another window that people would never come in on a Sunday. They may never come to a concert, but they'll see a bargain, and maybe they'll come in there and meet some of our people uh, in a in a way like that, and then maybe get introduced to the church and give us opportunity to connect with them. Uh, Wednesday nights, we have a uh, children and youth and all the ages. On our Wednesday night, I just started a new series on the life of David in the past few weeks. So we teach the adults. We have, um, at least through right now, we'll take a break over the summer, but we'll have a little meal uh, before the Bible study that gives people coming from work and families uh, a little break there and a little help. And we start that at 6 o'clock, that we have that Bible study, and usually wrap up by 7, 7.15. So that's a a midweek opportunity for that. One of the things that we're looking at as we go in the fall is to reintroduce our small groups 
we uh, are, have a new revitalized men's ministry, ladies' ministry. They're getting ready to start a Priscilla Shirer Bible study, uh, Tony Evans's daughter, who oh, wow. does such a great job. Yeah. And they're getting ready to start that. So little by little, uh, not just to start stuff and keep people busy, but do things strategically that are going to fit into the discipleship model. And we may not have everything, but we're trying to do things with a level of excellence and competency and make those opportunities that we give people meaningful and because uh, people are busy. We recognize mm-hmm. yeah. like a lot of churches. I came out of, it just seemed, I came out of churches that if there was a blank spot on a calendar, we felt like we had to put something in there and recognizing that when you do get people, if they're willing to come out and invest their time in something you have, make it worth their time, do it with excellence, but let them, let them go home and, and, and live the life of the gospel with their families too instead of just filling their time up uh, with busy stuff. And so we try to balance that. You're listening to Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. And Tim Campbell is a lead pastor at Grace Church of Lakeland, our Church of the Week. And you can learn more about them online at hisgrace.com. That's hisgrace.com. You know, I lived in Lakeland from 88 to 96. And, of course, each town or each area has its own thing, so to speak, or its own kind of vibe to it. Tampa is very much different than St. Petersburg, is very much different than kind of Clearwater, is very much different than Plant City or Lakeland. Tell us about Lakeland and what you feel like the needs are there that maybe are unique to that community. Well, again, I've only been there since November, so a lot of this is probably uh, just... Maybe first impressions. First impressions is um, I find the people of Lakeland community to be very friendly. Yeah. Uh, I find very much a sense of friendliness, whether it's the people that serve you at the gas station or the convenience stores or the waitresses. That's something that uh, I've noticed quite a bit. There's a very friendliness there. There is a atmosphere, and I see this with uh, just different service uh, areas in our city with our sheriff's department. So there is a sense still in that in that community, you see, in God we trust on on um, the sheriffs uh, in their offices and little things like that. You hear the people that lead the city. You hear different ones who have a strong Christian testimony. So I think that that certainly uh, is a part of Lakeland, and I see people in Lakeland that really is, uh, there's a lot of diversity. Of course, one of the things that surprised me was how big Lakeland is. I ha- I didn't really, un- you know, but there is a big the difference between North Lakeland and South Lake. Yep. I mean, it's a spread out city that's grown phenomenally over the past, you know, I don't know, 20 years yes, or more. Yes, definitely. And um, so you find a lot of uh, uh, people who are working people, uh, people who are concerned about bread and butter issues of things of how they're going to support their children through college, how they're going to pay their mortgage, all those real issues there that it's a working community of people. And uh, so, uh, but with that, there is a strong, it's a lot of churches there, a lot of church history there. And so I just find that community to be very uh, positively responsive towards the gospel. And, and when I share with people or introduce myself and say I'm a pastor or whatever, usually it's a very positive, you, know, you can go in various businesses uh, that you would, and you hear, uh, you know, Christian music being played. And so to me, that, that, says a lot about that community. You don't always hear that from from everywhere, and I still see that as a lot of positive signs of uh, opportunities in Lakeland. But people are, um, there's people that are struggling in life, 
uh, Lakeland does have a real economic diversity. So there's people that are just struggling day to day with families and economics. And so as a church, how can we how can we be an encouragement to that through the good times and the hard times? And so I see that as a lot of the opportunity for Grace Church. We're talking with Tim Campbell, the senior pastor at Grace Church of Lakeland, 2320 Sleepy Hill Road, online at hisgrace.com. Pastor, before we kind of talk about what you'd like to see, maybe in the next six months to a year at Grace Church, first of all, I know that nothing happens in ministry uh, without somebody there to support you. Tell us a little bit about your family and about your wife, uh, Sherry. Well, Sherry is, uh, she leads our music and uh, she does a great job with that. She's been doing that in various settings for, you know, 25 years or more. And she brings a lot of gifts, a lot of talents, a lot of uh, knowledge to that. And she loves it. It's her passion. People that are around her uh, kind of see that. She's very easygoing. So she's willing to uh, and able to work with a lot of diverse people. Uh, sometimes I'll witness especially when she was leading and developing a youth band in another church. And I just look at it as herding cats and and wanting to throw my hands up. But I see her working with a lot of patience and bringing talent and gifts out of people, but giving them some, some structure with her experience. So she really is, I say, she's my job security, you know, as a pastor. Uh, but she, she uh, is, again, right there with me and, uh, and supportive. And, so, Tim's all right, but his wife. Yeah, right. Yeah, I always say people tolerate me, but Sherry, they really love, you know. That's awesome. And, uh, but she's a partner. Uh, you, get, you get one, you get both. She uh, also substitutes at a local Christian school, and okay. so she's very much involved with that. She teaches uh, private lessons of piano, and so she's very much uh, filling a lot of those gaps, but very supportive and very uh, very vital. I have uh, five children, and uh, I have two of them that or three of them, actually, that are in ministry, one's wow. in seminary, and Two uh, are serving churches. What and, a legacy! Yeah, and so uh, and two that are st- I'm still believing God's going to point him in the right way. But they're they're blessed with a great family, and we're just we're just fortunate that they see hopefully in our lives um, a little bit of of what I was saying about my uncle and my aunt yeah. that they see warts and all. I mean, you know, you grow up in a pastor's family like any family. You, you know, we live and drink the same water as everybody else, but. Hopefully that uh, that they see whatever they see Jesus in us and they want to reflect that yeah, to others. Yeah. yeah, we've just got a couple of minutes left. Really quick, if we sit down and have this conversation again in five years, what do you hope will have happened in that time? Well, I um, I hope that in five years that we are able to have multiple opportunities for the church, not just on Sleepy Hill Road, but I guess I would envision rather than developing a large church in a single location, I would hope that we would be able to birth at least two, maybe three, but pastors that we would be able to send out to other areas around us to plant and start churches that would come out of Grace Church. My heart is a teacher, a trainer. Uh, That's my real passion that I bring to an elder body, uh, I kind of know what I don't know. And so mm-hmm. the things I do know, that's what I'm fortunate. I have a, a great leadership group and team that uh, I work with. But I would hope that as a Grace Church that we are able to build on to our facility, not so much to uh, enlarge and make us just a big centralized uh, organization, 
but so we can do more ministry effectively, but grow ministry out of our uh, out of our church. And so hopefully we have a much uh, more expanded children and youth. I really believe that you invest in your children and youth. Uh, that will pay great dividends for the kingdom of God. And invest in people and not brick and mortar. I mean, you need a roof to keep the rain off of your head, but never just remember your church is your people. And so I hope that we see a greater investment with our children and our youth, and hopefully that's reflected in the kind of facilities we have. I don't need a bigger office, but hopefully we need bigger areas to serve our children and youth. Well, you've been listening to a terrific conversation with uh, Tim Campbell, the lead pastor at Grace Church of Lakeland, online at hisgrace.com, our Church of the Week, and winners of our Ministry Impact Award. And again, uh, we just continue our prayers, and we're thankful for the work that you've been called to, Tim. God bless you, your family, and the church family at Grace Church of Lakeland. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate it. And thank you for listening to Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. I'm Bill Carl. Have a great rest of your Sunday. Deepening your faith. David said, Lord, no one cares for my soul. Nobody cares. Can I tell you something? When it seems like no one cares, Jesus Christ cares. He never stops caring. The new Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Your sleep is crucial to your health and happiness, and yet you're probably laying on centuries-old technology that's ruining your sleep. Get rid of that old mattress and upgrade your sleep with a Casper. It's one perfect mattress. Casper wants to give you the best night's sleep ever, so they're letting you sleep on their mattress at home for 100 nights risk-free. In other words, if you don't love your Casper, they come pick it up and refund you everything. No questions asked. Don't get ripped off by a mattress store where some sales guy breathes down your neck as you lay on a mattress for a few useless seconds. Try a Casper in your home and experience the best sleep you've ever had. To try it for 100 nights risk-free with free shipping and free returns, just go to Casper.com. Use the referral code SAVE to get $50 toward the purchase of your mattress. That's Casper.com, referral code SAVE, at Casper.com. Ask anyone and they'll tell you, Keswick is a special Christian school. Founded in 1953, Keswick has a proven heritage of Christ-centered, high-quality education, where spiritual formation and academic instruction go hand in hand. And because we specifically partner with Christian families, Keswick students come from area churches. So alongside a nurturing classroom environment, our students also benefit from the faith and example of their peers. And while you may think that Christian education just isn't affordable for your family, we invite you to talk with us. Keswick is currently providing generous financial aid. So if you'd like to be a part of Keswick, we'd like to make it happen. Give us a call or stop by our campus. We'll get all your questions answered. If you're a Christian family looking for a school that will reinforce the same values you teach at home, then Keswick is the place for you. Keswick Christian School, impacting a lifetime. Here at Faith Talk 570 and 910, we really mean it. Talk faith on the WTBN Facebook page, during the Bill Bunkley Show, and when you call our listener line at 813-349-8260. You would think with companies that have websites that can handle high-volume traffic that we have to go outside the U.S. to get a company to set up this website exchange that doesn't even work. Talk Faith at Faith Talk, 570 and 910 WTBN. 
South Korea has confirmed that North Korea has detained a South Korean student from New York University, but says it's still unclear whether the 21-year-old New Jersey resident attempted to enter the North illegally. An official from Seoul's Unification Ministry says his department is still trying to get all the information on Wan Moon Ju's travels and the circumstances of his arrest. North Korea's official news agency says June was arrested April 22nd, and he was trying to illegally enter North Korea from the Chinese side. Yemeni military officials say at least 20 Arab coalition troops landed in the southern coastal city of Aden this morning on a reconnaissance mission. The officials say the black-clad masked soldiers landed Sunday in a central area between the city's neighborhood of Al-Mansur and the airport. Helicopter gunships accompanied them. There were no reports of fighting between the Arab troops and Iranian-allied Shiite rebels and their supporters. This is SRN News. Hawaii's Department of Land and Natural Resources says nearly half the coral reefs off Kauai are being affected by something called black band disease. The disease is found globally around the tropics, but researcher Christina Runyon says this is the first outbreak in Hawaii, and it has not been reported on any other island. Runyon says the disease appears to be more prevalent when temperatures are warm, and that's a concern because sea surface temperatures are forecast to be higher this year than last. SRN's Rich Thomason. Today is Sunday, May the 3rd, the 123rd day of 2015. There are 242 days left in the year. On this date in history, 1765, the first school of medicine in the American colonies, the Medical School of the College of Philadelphia, was founded. And on this date in 1952, the Kentucky Derby was televised nationally for the first time on CBS. This is SRN News. <laughs> 